Welcome to the More Than More podcast, where we discuss building meaningful, impactful businesses, careers, and lives through real estate. Welcome back. Dylan here, and I am with Gina Swanson this morning. Morning, Good morning. Gina. Yeah. Hi. How are you? I was going to ask, how's your day going? But I already know you've had a bumpy start. <laughs> it can only get better. It can only get, get go better from here. I just don't think people understand how hectic real estate can be sometimes. Yes. 6 a.m. It started. Uh, let's not get into that. I think we, we agreed yeah. we're going to talk about no, that we afterwards. No, we're doing that after. Yeah. What do we got to talk about today? <clears throat> we're talking about you. Um, let me let me tee you up. Can okay. I do that? Yeah. Let's okay. hear it. Well, maybe I should have like a... a announcer voice for this one, but this is Gina Swanson. Gina's been with us since uh, 2014 May. Is that correct? That's right. Kind of crazy to think about. Number six top producer from last year in our company with around $15 million, I believe, of sales. It's just about 450,000 of gross commissions and 52 sides. You actually have a really healthy average sale price. I've been Uh, working on that. You have intentionally. I'd love Mm -hmm. to hear more about that. Yep. Um, You run a team. And so right now, Nikki, Nikki Johnson, and which is just confusing. We've got two Nikki Johnsons mm-hmm. in our team and Taylor Hurd. And I think you might be considering adding someone to your team in the future or something like that. Yep. We're working on that right now. And I think of you as primarily selling in the Western suburbs. When I, when I do that, I imagine lifting my nose up like this. <laughs> <laughs> I actually sell, I would say, 50% of my businesses in Des Moines. Uh, okay. So... But you, you, you don't really branch up to Ankeny a whole bunch, do you? Yeah, bit? just a little bit. Okay. Like, it's not my main area. Um, you I, live out west. Yes. I tried to work near where I live. Um, I started that when the boys were little because running to show a house that was 10 minutes away was not as time-consuming as 30 or 40 minutes away. And now it doesn't matter because your boys are too old and they're leaving the house and they have cars and all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah. Is this where we're starting it with this? No, I'm not okay. there yet. I'm still I'm still on your introduction. I need to go back to the music and the okay. radio voice. So um, you have a, a husband that's a guru in the mortgage business. Yes. That everybody likes. Everybody likes Brian. So a quick shout out to Brian. Mm-hmm. I, I say that you're a little bit of a doppelganger. I actually have to look that word up and make sure it actually means what I thought it means. Okay. Uh, with me in terms of travel. I, okay. I know we've bumped into each other at some of the same places. And, yep. Uh, so we both, uh, our families both like the outdoors and adventure. Yep. And then finally, I think what people need to know about you is that you and I have lots of weird conversations about life and meaning and purpose. And so that's the backdrop to some of our our conversations. So Gina Swanson, welcome to the More Than More podcast. Thank you for Ag- having me. Again, you've been here a few times though. Yeah. And this is a great new studio. You guys have done a great job. Looks uh, great. Our team's done wonderful and it's a little more, we got some space. Yes. So I feel like I'm not, I have to work a little harder to spit on you now. Yes, that's right. We're a little <laughs> bit further apart. Not as intimate. <laughs> well, so other than your morning, how would you say your year is starting off? Um, you know what? This year has been a really interesting uh, beginning. I would say we were really quiet, um, like I think a lot of people were in October, November, December. Um, did it feel like a brick wall? I mean, yeah, it really did. Um, you know, usually the fall is fairly busy for me. Um, I didn't have any closings in December, which has never happened to me in my eight years of real estate. Uh, so. We really, I came out of January, um, you know, we went on a vacation, we were in Colorado, and then the first of the month started, and I was like, all right, here we go, let's let's do this. So. And what did you experience? What's What are you feeling out there? 
Um, it's a lot crazier, I think, than what people think. It's been very busy. Um, I've been doing a lot of open houses. I like to do open houses because it gives you a really quick temperature of what's happening in the market. Mm. Um, and they have just been crazy. I think I told you I've had a couple where there was like 50, um, 50 people in. 50 is high for any market. Yeah. Not just, yeah. Yeah. So incredible. Like, and you know, in January I like to hibernate, um, but this, not been, this year. No, well, we've been really fortunate. Um, you know, for a couple of weeks, we had great weather in January. Um, but I really just, I, we needed to get the activities going. We needed to get moving and get out and see people and get in the path of business. Love it. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's been going really well. Now we've been facing some, um, complexities that we haven't seen in a long time, um, with like inspections and, uh, like things coming out of contract, which is not, doesn't, ha- hasn't happened for a long time for me. So, so speak to that, like what's going on, what's driving that? Um, First of I, all, elaborate. What do you mean? You're talking about cancellations, yeah. mid, mid-transaction, people pulling the plug. Yeah. So um, I've had four uh, transactions that have um, come, out of in, come out of contract during inspection. Okay. I think there's a couple of things happening with that situation. One, um, I think the media has convinced people that it's a bad market, um, that it's no longer a seller's market, that as buyers you can now – um, you know, you're going to pay a higher interest rate. So you can ask for a lot of things at inspections and, uh, you know, sellers are like, well, are still getting multiple offers. And so when it comes to inspections, sellers aren't necessarily willing to, they're willing, uh, to be, I think it's more normal. Some of the things are willing to address a little more give than two or three years ago. Yes. It feels like a game of chicken or a standoff because yeah. buyers are slightly more empowered and frankly, they, they have to be a little bit more yeah. discerning. Because they're they're really bumping up against a, a affordability ceiling. Yes. But at the same time, these sellers really don't need to bend over backwards for any buyer because we still get ridiculously low inventory. And the truth is, if this one falls through, they'll sell it again a week later. Yeah. Most properties. Right. So I 100% agree um, because for my for my sellers, like they're they're like, well, you just had fifty people at the open house, and we had two offers. Like, why would we deal with why, this? Yeah, like picking? we're we're willing to be, you know, do some things, but we're not going to do everything. From the buy side, I've had a buyer pull out um, because they're paying higher for a monthly payment. And they, I think, are a little bit more skittish of like yep. taking some of that stuff on because Which they're kind of maxed out. Oh my goodness, yeah. So I see both sides because it's happening to me on both sides, but it is odd that it's happening as much as it's happened this month. Uh, odd and not odd. It's yeah. it's maybe frustrating that it's happening yeah. because it, it, it stinks both for you and for your clients to see these things fall apart midstream. Yeah. Because nobody really wants that, but the psychology of the whole thing isn't actually that surprising when you think about where we are. Yeah. And this is a bizarre market. I mean, we've mm-hmm. we've seen either end of this over the last 15, 20 years, but it's like we're seeing both ends simultaneously. Mm-hmm. This is both a strong buyer's and a strong seller's market in various ways. Yep. I hate to say that because I do not like it when realtors say, now's a great time to buy and now's a great time to sell. <laughs> but in some ways, it really is both of those things. Yep. Um, I think it was very recently, the last few days, that uh, was it Ramsey again or someone came out again and said, yes, interest rates are high, but there's not a better time. To, there's not going to be a better time to buy in the next five years. Yeah. 
So other reads on the market, I don't want to spend a ton of time there, but you've got your finger on the pulse and you're kind of feeling where we're at. And, and I think of January and early February as sort of leading indicators of how the rest of the year is going to transpire. So you're seeing stuff, you're seeing a lot of buyer activity, you're seeing yes. a little bit of, not psychosis, but a little bit of complexity in the psychology, anything else you're seeing or experiencing? Um, I've, this week alone, I've had three people call, um, buyers call that said, hey, I want to sit down, I want to talk, I want to buy a house. Um, and that's, that's a lot for me. I don't usually have three people in a week that want to. This is like out of the blue. They're reaching out yep. to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're, I mean, I, you know, 90% of my business is referral. So, um, I'll working a lot of people from my open houses. I've been able to get, um, a lot of business from that as well. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I am fully anticipating that March, April, May is, is going to be very similar to what we've experienced in the past. The past meaning not the last four months. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for anyone that wasn't experiencing what was going on, I mean, last year was pretty hot until we hit six and a half, seven percent. And then yeah. October really was a notable slowdown. Yeah. So I think it's going to be an interesting year for media, like you said, and what information people are consuming. Because everyone's talking about a recession now, mm -hmm. which I don't even know what that means to the average consumer, to the average human being. I don't know if that actually has any bearing on anything. Yeah. Um, but other than that, there's a lot of news about negative uh negative outcomes for the real estate market itself and we're not feeling that on the ground in iowa no. in january no we did in october november december yeah and a lot of you know media is a couple months behind so there's a recent article um in the des moines register with data from december um and so people are reading that and they're they're like oh yeah prices are down there's no and it's just um, yeah, you just have to be out there talking to people and helping them understand just like I did going into open houses so that I can get anecdotal evidence of what's happening. Any specific advice that you're offering clients right now, particular to like this period of time? Um, for my sellers, I'm telling them, let's get it on the market. Let's get moving. Let's early. Yeah. Because let's capture, let's capture the inventory and all the buyers I'm seeing out there, even in like bad weather. I've had open houses where mm. it's bad weather and I'm like, yep, no one's showing up today. And sure enough, you know, eight to 10 people are coming through. So, so now versus later, because if it, listing, typically we can realize a slightly higher price coming in in March, April, May, mm -hmm. but what you're suggesting, which is similar to what Jason said a week ago is the inventory is so low right now and the yes. demand is so high that really January and February is not a bad idea this yeah. year. And I should asterisk, asterisk that and saying good inventory. So houses that are in good shape that are, I mean, buyers are very savvy. They, you know, I, you got to have the house, it's got to be perfect mm -hmm. and it's got to also be in a certain price point. And like, so it's not across the board, but at the same time, yeah. if you're going to list, let's do it and let's do it right and make sure it's ready. Advice to buyers right now? Oh goodness. Um, my advice to buyers is similar to what I'm experiencing that, uh, let's make sure when we're in the house, like we're looking at it as an investment. Let's understand what are some of the things that are going to be problematic in the future. Um, I think that I've got buyers that are still really hesitant because we'll go to a house and they'll say, Hey, there's an offer. We got to get an offer in. And they're like, this isn't how it was supposed to be. Like we got, I have people that are like, we got out of the market a year ago because we didn't want to have to deal with this. And we thought we were going to have time and options yes, and negotiations. Yes. 
And so, um, and, and you do, you have options. I'm not seeing things go no. dramatically high with a multiple offer. I'm not seeing people remove inspections, but there's still competition. We're having multiple offers on many or even yes. the majority of our offers right now. Yes. Because the good stuff that's coming, everyone's competing for. Everybody wants. The things that are sitting are, nobody wants it. Yeah, what I'm interested in, and we can cover this later um, when we talk in a few months, or but I'm interested to see what this means for pricing coming into the spring. Because my yeah. assumption is that if I'm a buyer right now, I agree with you on the listing thing. Now is not a bad time to have your property on the market. If you're a buyer, presuming that you're going to be able to get more options at, a, at the same or lower price in three or four months is probably the wrong idea. Because mm -hmm. these are, given the upward pressures we're feeling right now, prices are probably going to tick up again for the right kinds of properties coming into the spring. Yeah. Yep. That's good insight. Um, okay, so like, I guess I'm just curious to talk shop. Okay. Uh, working, not working in your business, in your world. Uh, let me ask with you first, what's on your mind? Anything big floating around right now <laughs> that you're working on or spending time on? Um, a couple of things. So um, I just finished, at the beginning of January, I read Atomic Habits. Uh-huh. Um, I highly recommend it. It's a very easy. Uh, I got it on Audible. I would recommend listening to it on Audible. There's What's the 20-second elevator summary? Um, just that uh, habits are easy to form, um, that in order to um, execute on habits, you have to have very good systems. And it's not you that isn't making a habit last. It's your systems that um, is not allowing your habit to to be successful. It's like a formula for hacking building habits. Yes. He's, in, he's giving you strategies to actually create habits. Yes. And habits is a better driver than discipline. Correct. So create a bunch of habits that yes. get you where you want to go. Yes. I think so many people think that they lack discipline because they can't, uh, they can't form a habit, right? Like whether it's working out or making your phone calls or you know, there's so many things we're trying to trying to do habits of. And I think a lot of people get down on themselves that they don't have the discipline. And it really isn't anything about it. It's about what kind of systems you've put in place to be successful at that habit. You got to hack the system. Yeah. Okay. So so what did that lead to for you? Or um, it, I think it led to understanding, you know, we utilized our time really well in October, November, December to continuously uh, get business, get structure into my business. Um with just like, you know, um, being able to, whatever the situation is in our office, having a plan, right? Like this is how we handle new buyers or this is what we do, um, you know, for a listing. And so, um, I felt really, I felt really go good going into January, understanding that we do finally have our systems in place and that habits of, you know, doing open houses twice a month for the year to, introduce myself to new people. Um, those things are easy to do now because when it's open house day or, you know, when Nikki's preparing for it, she has all of my stuff ready for it. And on Friday, I just come and pick it up and I go and it makes it really easy to do a lot of things when you have the system in place. Uh, a little bit of a down market, lost full, gave you some space to really yeah. dig into those systems. <laughs> hey, we got to do something, right? Like we have to be productive. We've got to find something to do. And well, you guys are funny because there was still plenty going on. You were still yeah. selling a lot of real estate. It just yeah. wasn't what it was. Yeah, that's true. And realtors like you and I guess people like me, we have a weird psychosis where when things slow down, well, first of all, we're always complaining that things are so busy. Yeah. 
and then they slow down just a little bit and then we freak out because yep. all we're used to is, is the busyness. Is the busy, the yeah. busyness. Yeah. So yeah, that's been really good. Um, I, um, am shifting some things with my team and so really excited about, um, bringing, trying to find someone and bring someone on. Yeah. You want to um, touch more on that? Like what's your, what's your goal? You're, you're out. Um, actively recruiting, hiring right now to add to your team. Yeah, I mean it's been two days, so we're <laughs> we're building <laughs> we're building the plan. Um, but you know, I have a really good, I have a really great team and a lot of really great synergy within my team. Um, it's been really wonderful. That's one of the things I've always loved about real estate is that I've always wanted to surround myself with uh, awesome people, like mm-hmm. where we're all you know, focused and, um, enjoy each other. And, uh, so yeah, finding someone that can fit into that synergy, um, is going to be really important. And yeah, you got to be the right kind of person to join. Well, I mean, to work for <laughs> most great. of us, but, uh, no, but personality match and culture match yeah. is the center of everything. Yeah. So, um, bringing someone on, um, just to, uh, you know, I think just grow the team, have mentorship, also alleviate some things for me um, as I kind of round round into next year and into the last year that my kids will be um, at home with me. So there's a lot of things that are going to be busy and things that are going to be changing. So I want to set up a really great support team to continue to build and provide great service to my clients. You're like you're in a bit away from empty nest. Yeah, like next year at this time. <laughs> Uh, it'll be a couple, I mean, you're, you're similar, but you won't be an empty nester, but yeah, a year from this time, it'll be things. Is, is things this like be- uh, getting under your skin at all, or is it pretty objective or? Um, so I've been preparing for this for 16 and a half years, their whole entire life. I knew this was coming. Um, and I have been really pretty calm about it. And then, um, some things have happened in the last couple of weeks, like signing up for classes next year and um, both of our boys are considering going into the military. And so, huh. um, we're talking to different recruiters from, you know, different parts of the military and it's creating a little bit of, um, some panic. It's in becoming me. real, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm really, they're, they're really just fantastic kids. That's part of the problem too. They've made it really easy on Brian and I. So, um, well, they've been a big part. This whole family conversation has been a big part of your business conversation with mm-hmm. me from day one. In fact, when you jumped in, I think you, well, we've talked about this before. It, it almost felt premature. You weren't ready yet because no. you were still in a phase where you're trying to focus on the, the little boys. Yep. So to be where we are is kind of fascinating. I'm excited to see, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry that you're going to lose your boys, <laughs> but I'm interested to see Gina without boys because... Uh, Yes, I will tell you, we got a little bit of a taste of it during COVID because during COVID, when everything was shut down and they were at home, um, I had a lot more freedom uh-huh. to work and um, it was very enjoyable. Huh. Um, not to have to worry in the back of my head every day, like, oh, we've got to get them to basketball practice or um, I got to pick them up from school. Oh, we're working on this project. We got like, it's it's a lot. There's always a lot of things going on in their world and I like to be involved in it. And so when COVID hit and they didn't have anything to do all day, I was like, all right, see ya. I'm selling houses. So you're the one yelling profanities on the sideline at the lacrosse games, right? (laughs) No, I'm always very, um, kind at lacrosse games. Your boys are not kind because they're they're kind of rough on the field. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's part of the, that's part of the game, Dylan. That's why we wear pads (laughs) and a helmet. (laughs) Uh, I don't think Caden, Caden's out, so our boys will not be playing again oh, next year. Bummer. But 
No, it's all good. It's been a good game, though. Ashton yeah. will be there, and so we'll cheer for him. Yeah. So do you want to give a plug at all on this team member that you're looking for? Um, yes, we are still trying to kind of get a list together of what the qualities look like to be a part of, um, to be a part of the team. But honestly, I think I hire for personality and, um, and like who they are as a person Mm -hmm. more than, um, skills and talents. Cause I really do believe a lot of that can be taught. So So presumably you want a good person, not a bad person, (laughs) stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, we, we just want someone that's going to gel, that's going to yeah. fit, that's going to find that. Um, you want someone that's been producing or do you want a brand new agent? What are you looking for there? I'd like to have someone that's been, maybe been in the business for a little bit, um, doing fine, um, but just needs some mentorship, needs some ready for more, some, some, some support, ready for more. Um, someone ha- that has to be available. I think that's something that's very difficult in this work that I've always embraced because I'm a worker. I, I don't mind having to work in the evenings and work in the, the weekends. And, um, I'm pretty motivated like that. So we need to have someone who is, uh, ready to be busy, ready to, um, go the extra step. Hungry like, is what we hungry, call that. Yeah. Or just, I don't know, like, um, uh, we're, we treat our clients as family And so, um, how to be empathetic, how to understand, how to go the extra mile, how to put ourselves, huge thing is how to put ourselves in other people's shoes and what that feels like and how we can meet their needs. Like attunement is what I call that. Yeah. I'm, we're not, it's, it's okay. Some agents are very transactional and that's just not us. Like they become our friends and our family and they, we have lifelong relationships with our clients. So you gotta be, be okay with that. You gotta like be able to mesh with that. It's good. I want to ask one more question about that. But first, have you read, uh, I think you know, Pat, Patrick Lencioni, um, like, what, what, what is the one on team? The Five Dysfunctions of Team? I need to read that. Brilliant book. But there's another one called The Ideal Team Player. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's another narrative, like a storyline, but um, humble, hungry, and smart. Yeah. Um, I think you'd, you'd get a lot out of that because what you're describing is both humble and hungry. And the smart has got to do with... Uh, emotional intelligence like your capacity to be attuned with other people yeah so everything you just described is what that book is all about i need to read it thank Uh, you yeah i'm gonna do that this weekend (laughs) um what's the what's the upside to someone that's been producing they're maybe not where they want to be i don't want to make this all about this team member but i am interested in it so if i join the genus swanson what's your team called that's it the genus swanson team if i join what's in it for me um, I think if someone's been producing uh, for a couple of years, um, maybe they just haven't had the opportunity to have their skills developed on how to network, how to build relationships, how to um, build systems, right? Like, um, You guys have built the business well, and you're pretty systematic about it. Like you've, you've yeah. built a business, not just, you're not just out selling real estate. Yeah. I mean, for the first couple of years, you're so busy that you don't build those systems and processes. And I just am very achievement orientated. So- the first couple of years, I just wanted to build a business and I, we've talked before, got much busier. And so I wanted to capture that because I just didn't know, like, am I going to, how am I going to be able to be this busy forever? So, um, i love, I love, I do love mentorship, coaching, mm-hmm. training. Um, and I think what's in it for them is to be a part of a team that is a well-oiled machine that, um, we like to have fun but we work really hard. We take really good care of our clients and, um, and to, you know, take over a little bit of 
um, the work that I just don't, I, I just don't have the time to do as much anymore now that you've got ex- are, extra business right now that yes. uh, clients that you can't all get to everyone all at the same time. And so yes, and it, it actually has, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, no, no. Um, it also has to do with quality. Like I feel like when I get very busy, the quality suffers, the quality of our, my business is suffering. Your care for your people. Yes. The yep. care for them. And so, um, when I've had those growing pains in the past, I've just realized, okay, now it's time to level up because I want to always provide what I promise my clients, which is, you know, top-notch client, you know, customer service and people who are going to, you know, people, our team is always going to be, we want to make sure that we're above what they would receive from anyone else. And so if we have these high expectations of what we want to create, and I feel like we're not executing on that. You carry that with you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can see it on your shoulders some days. <laughs> I know. I do. And it's, um, well, but it's it can be a burden. But, but it's the right problem to have. Yeah. There's a lot of problems you can decide to have. This is a good one. Yeah. Uh, remarkable client experience because your goal is advocates, not sales. Yeah. And they can have a great, they can, they can buy the house, sell the house, but if they don't feel that level of exceptional care, uh, then you haven't met this goal that you've created for yourself, which is I want an advocate that feels loved and cared for the whole, yes. whole way through. Yeah. And you guys are doing that well. You've got a lot of loyalty from your people. And the result of that is referrals, which is right. where you're at. Yeah. Do you track that, by the way, the percentage of your business that's referral? Yes. Um, so last year, uh, it was like 80%. Yeah. Um, and I, I try to, sh- I, I, I usually say like 90 to 95%. Yeah, but if you're doing um, open houses and if you have listings and if you have, then no matter like what, networking you're going to have other business show up that way. Yes. Yeah, I don't rely on that business. Like I, I just yeah. rely solely on my referral business. Well, you're living the dream then. I mean, this is what we've coached from day one for 20 years inside the walls. And so those of you that have taken that bull by the horns, you've got very healthy businesses. And so that's good. Um, I've got a few more minutes here, but I want to ask you, uh, maybe just for everyone listening in the business, what do you think you're doing really well right now that others would be able to learn from? I would say my systems um, are probably what I'm most proud of. Um, Could you dig into an example? Like what, what, what have you guys been working on that helps your business run like a well-oiled machine that produces better care for your people? Yeah, so we're always working on doing um, video, doing looms for our clients. Um, so we started doing that a couple of maybe a year and a half ago. These are educational for your clients yes. in the process. Yes. So yes. an example, maybe I'm um, a buyer and what's buyer's agency. So, okay. um, or what does the buying process look like? So for, um, 95% of my buyers, when I have someone call me and they're like, Hey, I want to look for a house. I say, okay, awesome. We're going to sit down. Um, we can do it via zoom or we can have coffee and let's talk through the process. So we have that first meeting and then, Afterwards, we send an email, and in that email is a video. There are attachments, and then there's actually a Loom video that walks through, hey, this is what the buyer process is like. Because at my appointment, when I'm meeting with the buyers, my main goal is to build a relationship with them and to really listen to what their needs and wants are. Mm-hmm. I used to be like, okay, and now we're going to talk about the bill. And I'm like, I don't, I think they want that information, but we don't, we don't need to talk about it. Well, I like where this is going. This is like Khan Academy, which I think you're familiar with. (laughs) 
They flip yeah. the classroom, right? Instead of the instead of the classroom being I just teach as a teacher and then you've got to go do the homework by yourself. Yeah. They flipped the script. They said, let's make the classroom where we work together on these things. Go and learn the lesson on an iPad. Yes. So they recorded the lesson so that the classroom could be where we actually work together and we learn hands on. Yes. So that's what I'm hearing. You're saying, I've got to give all this information. Let me let me systematize the information yeah. so that I can humanize our meetings Yes, where I'm actually just focused on you as a person and where Correct. you're at. Yes. It's beautiful. Yeah. So what's great about the loom is that, um, of course we have it as attachments. Um, in, in the world, people learn in a variety of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I feel like, okay, some people want to read it. Some people are going to like the video. Some people like me are going to like the video and read it and then go back to the video when I'm like, Oh wait, now what, how do we do that? Or what's earnest money or, um, what does the inspection look like? So, um, people are watching these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I can, I get like a notification when they watch them. I would say they don't watch them as much as maybe I was thinking they would. Um, but I, I just learned that like learning today, uh, really the reason, a lot of the reason this happened is a few years ago, there would always be these bumps in the road during the process, right? Like, um, oh, I didn't, I didn't know what, or I didn't know that I wasn't going to get my earnest money back, or I didn't know that we only had X amount. Of, like, there yeah. was all these little, just like little nuances, like little bumps, and I was just like, how can we eliminate? How can we proactively eliminate? Now, do things still happen? Absolutely, because some people just aren't going to read, and they're not going to look at the video, and they're not going to look at the text that we sent them, but. I, I try to, some people just run their business where they're like, oh, if it happens, it happens. And then we'll deal with it. I'm more proactively, how can we address this so that the process can be as like, we promise to make our promise. My team is to make it as stress-free and seamless as possible. So the way that we do that is by allowing the process to be that way. Now, again, there are bumps, but they feel secure when the bumps come because they've already been prepped on it. Well, I I may not watch your video, but the mere fact that you sent me one certainly helps me know that I'm in safe hands. Yeah. Um, But what you're talking about is E-Myth Revisited. And if you read that one way back, but like that's business, build a business 101. Mm -hmm. And what you're describing is, is systematize the predictable so that you can humanize the experience. Yeah. And uh, yeah, all that information somehow has to be conveyed. But if you're doing it along the way when you hit the bumps, uh, then everything about the transaction is about just the back and forth on the information. And what yeah. you're doing is how do I get this in a bottle packaged so that you can have that? Then our time together is about everything else. Yes. And, and that is and so that key to the transaction. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit of my, like my Enneagram, I'm a six. And so I'm constantly looking for danger or something stressful happening and so i'm trying to like eliminate the tigers eliminate it <laughs> right as best we can for my, also for my own sanity right yeah. um try to eliminate that and then when it happens it's no big deal they've they've felt security throughout the entire process and so they're they're ready to go i do also the looms for like estimate of proceeds like that's something a lot of agents yeah. so they just send it to them and it's just and like, Looms is the platform that you're using. This is the name for a top of video. This could yeah. be PDFs. It could be emails. It could be whatever. But yeah. this is a format you found works. Yeah. And it also works because sometimes I, it's also a, a like a, a hack, right? Um, because sometimes people 
I don't have to go over the estimate of proceeds when it works for them. I can do the estimate of proceeds on a loom and say, hey, I've sent it to you. you Let me know if you have any questions. And they can watch it whenever they want. And Mm -hmm. I don't have to, like, be at my desk at 9 p.m. at night going through that when they have time to talk to me about it. So it's a little bit of a, a hack for myself that I'm able to control my time in a way that I'm still um, communicating what's happening, mm-hmm. but on my time and also on their time. Which just means you've got more of your time to give to people in the care yes. process when they need you on the phone or need yeah. you in person. Yeah. It's my, beautiful. Yeah. My whole career, I've tried to figure out what are the hacks, right? Because I want to I wanna be present for my children. I want to be present for my husband, my friends. I want to be out in nature. I want to you know, do a lot of things. And in order to do that and still be successful, you got to figure out hacks. And those have been some of the best hacks that I've figured out. That's a great little nugget for anyone listening, regardless of what you do, frankly, the whole systematize the predictable idea and yeah, your commitment to the client experience. I don't care what you're selling or doing or who you're working for. That's uh, pretty foundational, I think, to success. So especially if you think the way we do about business, um, we're, we're kind of like bumping up against time here. Okay. So, um, super quick, anything, anything you're bumping up against right now, big challenges for you right now? Um, I would say that, yes, the cha- I'm feeling challenges that I felt early on in my career with, um, inspections, working with, uh, trying to get things done with people on the opposite side of a transaction when, oh um, it's people aren't. People aren't as copacetic as I would like them to be. Um, so You're going to have to define copacetic for people <laughs> like me. Come on, you don't know what the word means? Like, um, they're not, we're not in tune. We're not, we're, we're not working together. Like, um, I, I've always, I've, I've had a really good run of being able to work very well with other people. With good agents that are well-trained that show up and do their job. Yes. But when you're dealing with... 1.8 million realtors right yes. now, half of which do one or two sales a year. Yeah. Yeah. I would say 90% of my children would say 90% of mom's stress comes from the person on the other side. We should just interview your kids. I think we'd get the I real. I know. I told them we should. Yeah. I told them about this and they're like, hey, we should come sometime. And they they would tell you what it's like to be uh, the kid. All, all the work that they've done for me is, is that I'll actually, I'll miss that a lot when they're... I think all of our kids sitting in the back seat, listening to all these phone conversations, half of them could probably do a good job selling real estate. Oh my goodness, yeah. yeah they've learned so much. I know my so wife much. knows all the scripts. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually love it because I think, I love that they get to see their mom pr- problem solving and um, overcoming things and um, their mom speaking kindly to people when they don't deserve to be spoken to in a nice tone because they're not being nice back. Like yep. I'm hoping that they are learning a lot about human nature by what they're seeing. You ever hang up afterwards and have the little <laughs> conversation about it and go, this is what mom was doing there. Yeah. They they say a lot. They'll be like, Oh wow. Yeah. That one, that was a tough one. And I'm like, well, you know, um, sometimes people have bad days or some people aren't well trained or how cool to frame that for your kids <laughs> that way rather than, yeah, I hate this person. I wish they would fall off a cliff. <laughs> Well, there's some inner <clears throat> monologue that's happening, I but bet there is. That, it doesn't come out. Yeah, well, that's good parenting. I mean, that's that's the best you can do is help them frame their little worldviews. Not so little anymore, 17. No. Okay, well, we'll uh, we'll chat again later in the year, I'm sure. Uh, good luck with the hunt for the team member. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear January's off to a good start. That's yeah. good for you, good for us, good for everyone. Good for everyone, uh, yeah. I think so. Well, um, closing thoughts? You, you want, 
No, I'm anything good. else you want to you want to close in song or anything like that? Um, I wanted to ask you a question. Oh no, you've got to be quick though. I what can. You got? Okay, so my question to you is: If you could have any job, if you weren't doing what you're doing today, what would you do? I oh, wow. Well, here's a challenge with the question because I think about this all the time because I deal with stress and I deal with frustration and I deal with people and I deal with whatever. And then I go, well, geez, what if I didn't have all of this? What if I didn't have all this stuff? And what if I could just cash out and go and do something? I'm like, yeah, I think I'd do it for probably six to 12 months before I'm like, I want to build something. And I'm like, yeah. I'd want to build it with a bunch of good people. So I'd probably try to find some good people to surround myself with that have great capabilities and unique abilities and talents. And I'm like, who would they be? I'm like, well, they'd be a lot like the people I currently work with. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. And then I'd want to build something that was about value creation in the world. And I'd want to probably coach and I'd want to have conversations like this. And I'm like, so I'd probably need to get a podcast studio. <laughs> and then what I realize is 18 months from now, I'd probably be desiring to have what I have today. Yep. And, and that's a beautiful thought because then I show up for work and I go, I'm, I am living the dream. And there is no version of the dream. It doesn't have a bunch of nightmarish stuff that shows up. So yeah. however your morning started is how some days start, but it is the dream because there's no version of this without that stuff. How's mm -hmm. that for, does that answer your question? Yeah, I think it's awesome. I think that's what, I think you asked the question because you knew that's how I respond. <laughs> uh, I love it. Let's, let's end on a deep note and uh, yeah, thank you for thanks for being here. Today. Thank you. For more episodes, resources, and show notes, head to morethanmorepodcast.com. <laughs>